Welcome to Art of Retreat 2019, the parkour leadership and education retreat. We're in the Cascade Mountains outside of Seattle, Washington. I'm Craig Constantine from Movers Mindset, and I'm here with Elizabeth Cunningham. Hey, how's it going? Elizabeth Cunningham is a yoga instructor at Kula Movement in Seattle, Washington. She began practicing yoga at the age of 13 and loves how yoga connects and challenges her mind and body. Elizabeth has been teaching yoga for over three years, and she works to empower her students and meet their mental and physical needs each class. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hey, hi. How's it going? I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad to have somebody who is so energetic. After I do a bunch <laughs> of these in a row, it, it, it's not that it gets tiring, but it's like I have to bring my A-game over and over and over, and it's nice to get a chance to sit down and chat with somebody who is obviously... I'm going to say a morning person and energetic and pleasant and sunny. So it's nice. That's right. I, well, I'm glad that my exuberance is welcome and because it's not always welcome in the morning. <laughs> well, it's actually, what time is it? It's, it's, it's still morning. It's almost still, noon. So still I'm going to go with noon. Morning. I'm going to say it's afternoon. Right? Okay, fine. It's afternoon because that means that it's lunch soon, but it's not yet. Accurate. All right. So the title of your session is Yoga for Life. And I'm wondering, first of all, we have to do the part where can you just unpack it a little bit so those people who missed it can uh, get a little bit of framework of what you covered? Yeah, absolutely. So the reason that I called it Yoga for Life is because I framed it around taking yoga and yoga principles and being able to apply them outside of class and also apply them to different practices since most people that are here are in some sort of movement practice, whether that be um, parkour or you know whatever you want to call it, free running, whatever it is, right. um, uh, uh, that they would be able to take these uh, principles that I'm giving them and practices that I'm giving them and be able to apply it elsewhere and also to be able to apply it to the rest of your life because I... Uh, get a lot out of yoga for myself in my life. And so I just love one of the reasons I'm a teacher is because I love giving that away and having right. other people experience that. And so what I did in my session today was to set up, uh, you know, who I am, why I do yoga. And one of the reasons why I do yoga is because I had spinal fusion surgery when I was 16. Okay. And so, which means that I have metal bars in the top half of my spine. So I have two metal bars. I have 12 hooks and six or 12 screws and six hooks in my spine. So is this from injury or it's is this from genetic? Scoliosis. Or from scoliosis. So from scoliosis. And then I've, I've always been an athlete, but after college, my lifestyle really changed and I wasn't as active anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I started uh, having these back spasms and I would get these terrible, terrible back spasms like can't breathe, can't mm. walk, have to have somebody like carry me to the ER back spasms. And I, was, I started practicing yoga when I was 12 or 13 with my mom. And my mom was like, well, why don't you start doing yoga again? Why don't you join a yoga studio? And when I started doing yoga again, literally the back spasms stopped. Like I stopped having mm. to go to the emergency room and, you know, can like breathe and like live a normal life and all that, all walk, that stuff. Sit, walk, right, sleep, breathe, <laughs> talk to people. The little things, right? Those things, <laughs> just annoying. <laughs> but then I, uh, I, I got approached by a woman who, I was living in Lawrence, Kansas. I got approached by a woman who owned a gym there and I would, you know, go to the gym. I would take her class sometimes, which her class was like this combination of Tai Chi, yoga, and Pilates. So it wasn't mm -hmm. like necessarily a yoga class. And she was like, your practice is really beautiful. You should start teaching. And do you want to teach for me? 
And so that's, I kind of started teaching these like combination Tai Chi, yoga, Pilates classes. Okay. So mixing, mixing it up or being exposed to different modalities right out of the gate. Yeah, exactly. Which is something that I talked about in my session today. So anyway, so. <laughs> Sorry, I derailed yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kind of getting off topic a little bit too. Uh, so yeah, so in my session kind of introducing, you know, that's why, one of the reasons why I do yoga. And then um, one of the things that I wanted people to get out of class, which I told them right out of the gate is that if you get nothing out of this class, it's just, I want you to get that your breath is a tool. Mm. Like I want you to get that you can use your breath in any moment, in any circumstance for whatever you're doing to calm yourself down, to expand your movements, to um, like be able to tap into your parasympathetic nervous system because oftentimes, and especially when you're doing something like parkour, when you can go into that fight or flight response really right. quickly, that you're able to, A, recognize that you're in like a reactionary fight or flight response, and then B, be able to have the tools to take yourself out wow. of it and to calm yourself down. And uh, so that was one of the things that we talked about during my session. And then I added that into, so we practice breath and we practice two different types of breathing. So we practice just the breathing in through your nose, breathing out through your mouth, which sounds really simple. I'm not, so you're <laughs> reacting to the fact that I, made, I gave a big smile and people can't see that. But what I was smiling about was I've been sitting in this folding chair for two days uh -huh. and posture, I, I used to have posture, but I don't remember those days anymore. <laughs> so in order to do this right, I actually need to sit up like this yes. and I need to move my sit bones to the front of the chair right. so that I can fix my lower back. But this gets really tiring because it's like a back exercise. But I well, should be able to sit here and it's like, oh. Can I, I give you an exercise a, really quick? As long as you don't make me do it right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. It's it's what we did in it's what we did in my session. Ah, okay, yes. Yeah. So you sit, and then everybody can follow along. So what you do if you're sitting in a chair? This is perfect because one of the things we want is break the fourth wall and make people do something. So yay! Okay. <laughs> so what you're gonna do is if you're sitting in a chair or you're sitting on the ground, it doesn't really matter. But you're going to if you're sitting in a chair, you're gonna have your legs uncrossed and. Your knees are parallel to your hips. Perfect. Awesome. And then I'm you're being going critiqued. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great. Right? People are like, how did she see me? I just fixed my because <laughs> she's, she's picking on me. <laughs> and then what you're going to do is you're actually going to draw your belly button in towards your spine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> This is great. I was kidding. But I can still breathe. <laughs> so yeah, so you draw your belly button in towards your spine. And do you feel how your sit bones start to sink deeper into right, your chair? Right, right. It anchors you. Well, anchors this chair is shaped weird. It's a kid. Okay. Also, we have uh, disqualified. These, these, I'm sitting these... on like a elementary school kitty chair. Look at this thing. This, this is not right. Oh, my chair is better than your chair. This okay. chair, my, okay. That's on, that's on purpose. So the guests always get, you get the better view so you can see the lake out the window. I know, it's so beautiful. Yeah, uh, look at what I'm looking at. I have okay. a board over a window. In oh, my no. View. Yeah, see? Okay, all right. So, sorry. I derailed you. So, I'm sitting on the kitty chair. Okay, all right. cool. But it, it can still work, okay? So, <laughs> I'm like coaching you. Okay, so pull your belly button in. And right. so, your sit bone is going to drop down. And it's going to feel like your spine is rounding. Right. But you're actually taking the sway out of your lower back. Right. And so, now your tailbone and your t entire lumbar spine are just like stacked right on top of each other. Perfect. 
And so now you're going to puff up your chest just a little bit. But notice when you puff up your chest that your belly button comes out. Yeah. Okay. So having bring, an argument. Right. Exactly. So bring your belly button back in and then keep that belly button in. And yes, oh, you, you want feel that thoracic little, extension is yes. what you want. <laughs> so then that little pinch in your shoulder blades right there. Okay. Now you're going to drop your chin just a little bit. And so that top of your head, that crown of your head, mm-hmm. like that part that may or may not go bald. <laughs> it's gonna start to lift. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a good question. I don't think well, there's still hair there now. There were women in my class too, so I'm like, it's it's all a joke. <laughs> that literally the first when I said that, no one laughed. I said that in class this morning. And no one laughed. No one laughed. And well, then were I were they go, all twenty? No. Oh, okay. Because I mean, that's usually a problem. Yeah. Well, I was like, uh, that was a joke, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> What you should have said was, if you sit this way and breathe correctly, you won't go bald. You won't go bald. <laughs> I'm sitting. I'm sitting. I'm Has- sitting. Hashtag life goals. Okay. And so <laughs> using breath to fix anything and everything. Okay. That, I mean, if you don't breathe, you're going to have lots of problems. You're going to have lots of problems if you don't breathe. Okay. And then you're going to have your hands relaxed down okay, or up. We can't do that because if I do that, it sounds like this. <laughs> now you can't hear me. <laughs> I okay, have to we're use this hand. <laughs> so one hand. Okay, but I'm I'm breaking the fourth wall. All oh, right, so everybody You're else making who isn't it about you. <laughs> I'm also talking to other people. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. So if you're listening, both of your hands are On down <laughs> or up or up. Okay, perfect. I actually like to do up because that opening yes, up, up of rotates your, your wrist, upper arm. Exactly, it opens up that rotation in your shoulder blades, allows that pinch in your shoulder blades. Okay, but notice how your belly button has already come back up. Right. Pull. I was a half second ahead of you. (laughs) Nice. Good job. You're like, I did it. I knew. (laughs) Don't tell me. I already know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing that's interesting about this position is. Um, if you imagine trying to hold a microphone, just, you know, imagine you're singing, right? Um, which we're, ho- we're actually holding mics. Normally I would mm-hmm. do this with a table between us and we have little stands for the microphones. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that because if I make you hold the mic, first of all, you, um, so now we're going to pick on her. She oh, has okay, switched great. to the closed body configuration of moving one arm crossed. Yeah, to and what she's doing is, is propping her elbow on her crossed hand mm-hmm. so that she can get the mic in front of her face without having to hold the mic up. It weighs like a pound and a half. So I've, I have to, I can't do that. If I cross my arm like this, it's body language. So I have to keep my arms across. It means I have oh. to hold this arm up. So after a couple of hours, I wind up with the rolled shoulder hunch. Uh-huh. So then I go, oh, thoracic. Now try and follow people. Thoracic extension is pull your shoulder blades together. And when I do that, I can't hold them. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, then I got to turn my head to the side. So there's actually, um, when, when we do this. your belly button comes out and that's why your, that's yeah, why your lower back. Dump. That is I call that why dumping. your back. lower your back, back is tired. hurts yes. to everyone. That's why your lower back hurts because you're trying to stick your butt out. Stop doing that. Yeah. Drop into your hips. Pull your belly button in and drop into your hips. And get a better chair. And get a, and get a better chair. <laughs> and don't always have conversations holding microphones. Microphone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can switch hands too. It's like, but then I, that's weird. You should get like a thing that hangs from the ceiling or something. Well, the problem is they, they make all kinds of things like that, uh-huh. but I only go with carry-on luggage. So there's like a literal limit. It, look, I put all the podcast gear in my bags and then I decide if I can bring a t-shirt. That's kind of like how I pack. <laughs> I'm like, uh, we can go with one t-shirt. I'm sure somebody has a hook. Yes. Well, they, they make equipment for hanging mics. They make floor, all kinds of cool stuff, but I'm kind of yeah. limited by making it mobile. But anyway. Anyway. Uh, so that, belly button, so that's the, the so, and, and that's like the first part of the class. 
It's just like getting that alignment. Right. That's what we're talking about. So you walk to them so through that So remember that, that one alignment. time when I was teaching a class at Art of Retreat? <laughs> no, I wasn't there. Actually, I, I did walk by. I didn't realize that was what was going on, but I did walk by. Yeah. Um, so. so so that was the first part. And then the second part was start to add uh, different types of breath mm -hmm. and then noticing. Uh, so then, okay, so you have your partner. You have your posture, posture, and then you start to notice, okay, what parts of your body are touching the ground? None. I have shoes on. <laughs> wow. Good thing no one talks to me in my yoga classes. <laughs> Avoid all the snarky comments. Never that get wasn't anything snarky. done. You asked me a question. I thought you were yelling at me if I got it wrong. <laughs> and if I take my, I mean, I take my shoes off, but then mm -hmm. I don't know. It's actually a nice concrete floor in here. But uh, it's just like noticing where yeah. your body's at in your physical space, noticing what body sensations you're having, noticing any emotions that are present noticing any thoughts that mm. are there and then being able to be with all of that. It's like, that's everything that's happening right now. And then adding your breath. So then, okay, that's everything that's happening right now. And then breathe in and then exhale, let bad. it go. You're not supposed to go. <sighs> you're, supposed to, you're supposed to go. See, you didn't hear it. Cause like you're supposed to move your head away and breathe. Anyway. So Right, we're breaking all of the podcasts. <laughs> but we are breaking the fourth wall too. So that was that was the goal. <laughs> that was the goal. So anyway, so we're setting it up that way. And then I also set up another type of breathing. And then we started adding breath to movement. And so then we started doing uh, okay. flows. And then I started talking about how you can use your breath when you're moving your body. So when you have an inhale, you're getting expansive. Mm. And then when you have an exhale, you're getting contracted. So for example, inhale would be like standing up. And an exhale would be a forward fold, hmm. right? So being able to add those different types of breath to different types of movement and then allowing yourself to be creative about it. And so there's, I mean, I want to teach the whole class again. I'm like, and then we did this and then we did this and then we did this and then they did this. And then we ran out of time. But I think it's, it's useful for people to see. Um, uh, okay, so now we'll get a little meta. Part of what we want to capture with each of these interviews mm -hmm. is to give people a chance to meet the people who were here teaching. Um, mm -hmm. Partly the, the, so these are the Spark interviews. Part, mm -hmm. Partly the goal of the Spark interviews is to spark conversations outside of Art of Retreat. People who missed it or people who couldn't get here yeah. um, and, or people who were here but couldn't take the session. Yeah. They can catch up and get some taste of it. But it's also really useful for just anyone who's listening to get a chance to hear another human being. The audio, the medium of audio is mm -hmm. really intimate and, and gives people a chance to get a sense of what's going on. Even though you can't see us moving, you can tell when we're animated, you can tell when we're breathing, you can tell when we, we've now calmed down, we're both sitting perfectly still, you can just tell what's going on. Um, so it's, it's just as much- um, Also, I have more of an alert posture now. Yeah. So that and, no one has the idea that I'm like slumped over the whole time. Oh, I slumped over. I was just like, <laughs> that's great, but I need to, <sighs> either I have to get my inflatable pillow and tuck it in my lumbar. I'm just like, all right, um, I'm so meta, even this acronym. <laughs> So having gone over the, like, I mean, we've touched on the, on the idea of your course and, and honestly, you can't pack it down to three minutes. There's no way you can like really cram the whole entire right. session into but, a brief discussion, but yeah, but basically, you know, what I wanted people to take away is that you can use your breath at any time, at any place, anywhere. And then it got, we got really fun, um, with it, uh, at the end and I'll just save, I'll just leave that like that those like, of you who were there <laughs> those of you who were there it was awesome everybody else has to ask me about it it was super fun 
Um, and you just have to come and check out my class. Um, and I'm going to have things online. I don't have anything online right now. But, but it may like, be online by the time they're hearing this. Well, at the, be, at the end, we'll online. pack all the, I'll do like a whole, like, give me your name, give me your email address, what, what website should people go to? Totally, um, totally. It, it Hopefully by the time that people hear this, it will be on my website. Let's put a nail in it. By the time they hear by the this. Time, but hey, by the time that you're listening to this, I, I, I'm have this on my website. Yep, That's I'm totally up. gonna not panic. Nope, I'm gonna yeah, get it done. Yeah, yeah totally. I'm c cool and calm and using my breath, <laughs> just like I teach people to. <laughs> Heal thyself, right? <clears throat> That's that right. <laughs> Funny story about that. I was training for a half marathon and I have a... <laughs> You didn't see the eye roll. <laughs> so Craig is not a runner. I mean, I, I can, I am able to run and I can run a 5k barefoot on the street. Ooh. Um, I did it once. That's in, impressive. Well, I, I wouldn't say it's impressive. I would say it was like a thing that I tried to do and I was happy that I did it. And now I don't do that. Um, but a half marathon, 13 point, I like, I like how it's like 13.1, like not even like 13 would kill me, but like, nope, you didn't make the last 10th of a mile you lose. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. You were going to run a half. I know no, why I it's training. so Yeah, I was training. I was training for this half marathon, right? And I called my friend and I, I was noticing in my training that I was getting really winded. Mm. And I I was kind of confused by that because I have been running for like several years. And I called my friend. He's a personal trainer. He's like a celebrity trainer mm. in LA. And he's very good at those things. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what am I doing? Why am I getting so winded so soon? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, are you tracking your breathing? Like, tell me, tell me about your breathing during your run. Mm. And I couldn't answer him. I literally Ooh, teach people how to breathe for a living. Blind and spot. I know. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm not tracking my breathing while I run. And so then the next time that I went running, I started tracking my breathing mm -hmm. and it was just like, it was a breeze. Mm. It was just like a breeze. I was just like, oh, yeah, that's, oh, well, there you go. Well, so let's go down this rabbit hole. Did you, um, I, I, I know like too much to like, I'm, I'm like, I get in my own way because like, oh, I know this and I know that. Um, but the little bit that I know about breathing, I wind up falling into a specific cadence mm -hmm. and I actually don't know the numbers. I have to really think about it. But when I'm breathing, there's like a rhythm that's added to the breath yeah. based on the, the cadence of yeah. the running. Um, and what I wanted to ask was, I have this vague recollection of reading that the really crazy runners breathe in or out, I forget which, on a specific side because of the fact that your abdominal anatomy is different. Your liver's on one side. So they actually say you should, and I'm just wondering, have you ever heard this or am I on drugs? I've never heard. Well, the thing is, is that, okay, I said that I was training for a half marathon and no one should get the wrong impression. I'm not like a runner. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, it sounds like I am. She looks like a runner. <laughs> <laughs> it sound, it's like, that sounds impressive. Uh, but I actually don't know that much about I, I wasn't I was just curious right. if you had heard that because I hadn't I, no I've not I actually haven't heard that I mean sure if only we had a global network of all the knowledge of mankind I could look it up I guess well it's really funny because that was another thing that I brought up in my session at the beginning of the session is that I asked people to give up what they know mm. like give up what you already know about I was just like okay I request that everybody be here inside of a beginner's mind right. like you may have an idea of what yoga is you may have an opinion about it we all have opinions you know, you may have an idea about what you want, you know, what or what you don't want to get out of yoga or whatever, whatever that is. You already have an idea of what it's like to breathe. You're a human being. You breathe every single day or else you die. So, <laughs> like, right. so it's just like you, you, there's like this already knowing 
that we have about things. And so at the beginning of the session, it's like, okay, I want you to set all of that aside. And I just want you to come at this like you don't know anything about it. Like you're a complete beginner. Because even if you already do have a knowledge about it, it actually doesn't make a difference. And it might even hold you back right. in gaining new knowledge. Because if you're like, oh, well, I already know, well, you've stopped yourself from learning anything. And so taking away that, oh, I already know, or I already know this, or I already know that blah, 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 whatever that is. And then being able to come at it like, okay, what am I going to learn? And then setting an intention for your practice. So that's what we did at the beginning. So it's like, okay, I'm taking away anything that I already know about this. Because that's when your creativity comes up too. Because it's like, then you start to discover new things mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have discovered before. And then the next step in discovering something is being able to be creative about it, which my main goal outside of just the making sure that people take away something like a, that their breath is a tool. Right. The second goal that I had in my section was that people can start being creative in their own practices. So when you take away the knowing of mm -hmm. something, allow yourself to discover something new, then you can allow for creation. And so being able to take the tool of your breath, being able to take the tool of breath to movement, being able to tap into that flow state, being able to take away that amygdala hijack when it happens, being able to get yourself re-present, mm -hmm. grounded, then having it be a complete creation. You know, and that's that's what's so beautiful about people who are movers is that you discover different ways to tap into that flow state. And I was just using yoga as a tool to as a new a new access point a new access point for people to tap into that flow state and even outside of your movement practice, you know, because people get really practiced at flow states in certain areas, right. but you don't get practice at flow state in all areas of your life. But the beautiful thing about your breath is that it's always with you in all areas of your life. So it's like when you're having conversations with people that you just don't want to be having, like, <laughs> okay, every single person who's listening right now has a person in their life that it's like, I don't like talking to that person and I have to because they're related Maybe. to me or because I work for them. Work for them is the most common one. Work for them is the most common one or because they're my best friend's spouse or, you know, whatever that is. Whatever that is, you have someone in your life where it's like, I just don't, I just, can I, can we not? Just can we not? <laughs> oh, you today? again. <laughs> and but that's that's the amygdala hijack right mm. there like in that area of your life that's your amygdala hijack like that i don't want to this is stupid right. don't make me blah 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 and so then being able to like okay breathe like and it sounds condescending like people because people use this tool as as like a yeah a as like a throwaway like oh you look like you're about to get upset i think you should oh, breathe, you breathe. <laughs> whatever exactly like yeah and you mean it as a much more heartfelt honest like you you really do need to breathe <laughs> no but like really just just breathe <laughs> and but being able to have that if you have that tool in yourself then you can tap into that and any any time any mm -hmm. area yeah uh, yeah i don't want to spoil the end of my, i like i want to talk about the end of my session so bad but i'm also like 
should I not say it? Because I kind of want to have it be a surprise to anybody that comes to that session again. I think it was let it be a surprise. I, or you can let it out, out of let the cat out of the bag if you like. But I think it's fine if you, because um, like I said, you'd have to do the whole session on a microphone for it. You know, so it's up to you. Nah, I'll have it be a surprise. It was so much fun though. That works for me. <laughs> done conversation. That thought done. Stop. <laughs> So you've obviously, I don't mean this in a bad way, you've obviously thought about this a lot, like you're very passionate about the topic and you've really put a lot of considered effort into designing something that you had hoped would work with the people who were going to be at this event. Mm -hmm. And my question is, was it what you expected it to be? Or did you find that the people who came to the session, they were different in some way that you weren't expecting? Or how did that work out in terms of your vision versus the actual instance of the course? Well, I... Usually when I'm planning a course or a class or a workshop or a retreat, I have a general outline and I have a, you know, what I want people to get, like I have an intention for it. And then I'll write down, you know, okay, this is my intention. These are the bullet points I'm going to cover. No, this is what I want people to get out of it. This is what I want people to take away Mm -hmm. from it. This is what I want people to uh, experience. And so it's all inside of that. And then people it depends on whoever shows up. So I didn't really know what to expect. This is my first year teaching here. And so I didn't really didn't know what to expect. Honestly, I was a little bit nervous because it's all like movement professionals. Like these are like people who've dedicated their whole life to movement and athletics and teaching and leading like communities, leading and, communities running businesses and running and like- businesses and like doing all this stuff. So I was really intimidated coming in here actually. Um, and I also know, like, you know, I have the knowledge in my, um, you know, in my own. Yeah, in this, t- in this space. In, in this, this yeah, space. in this own space and topic to hold my own. Uh, but <clears throat> I really do let the energy, <laughs> this might get a little woo-woo for a sec, but I really do let the, <laughs> the, the energy of the people who show up. Right. Let that guide. The, let that guide the session because right. it is. It's tapping into. It makes a into, huge difference, right? It makes a huge difference, and then people get out of it. You know, something like that. <sighs> if you get it wrong, if you, I'll, I'll put words in your mouth, if you okay. get the energy level wrong, it's very hard to convey the lesson. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, oh, there, there's a. And I, <laughs> It's sometimes it's tough because I think I know what you want to say, but if I say the wrong thing, now you have to undo what I did plus do what you were trying to do. But anyway, no, in this case, yeah, no, that's that's brilliant. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, no, so that that people can get out of it what they what they not even what they came to get. Yeah, what they need, but to they, get. what they needed to get exactly, and it's being in that flow state. Like teaching can be in a flow state. I was just about to say you realize what you're talking about is being in the flow state as a teacher because exactly. if you're in the flow state as a teacher, then you can figure out what the students need to get and you can deliver it. Exactly, and people really. <laughs> Had uh, and then after the class, I you know went around and I was like, it you know I'd love to hear what everybody got out right. of class, and I would love to hear any feedback because this is what I do for a living, and this is I you know I cater to my students and the people who are taking my class, mm-hmm. and so I want your feedback. It's really valuable for me, and everyone really enjoyed the session. They said the things that they got out of it, which were you know the breath and the movement and the posture so and the, you, so you did like, succeed it was alignment with your intentions that, it was is- absolutely alignment with my intentions and i had people who want to do yoga now like one of the women who took my class said people have been telling me to do yoga for years 
and I haven't done it because of X, Y, and Z reasons. Usually preconceived conceptions. Yeah, exactly. Like you already know mm. or like you already know that you're not this or you already know blah, 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 blah. Exactly. It, that knowing state takes away from discovery. I love yin yoga. I'll say it on recording. That's that. That's my, <laughs> not my drug of choice. Yin? yin. Yeah. yeah. That's the, I, and I, when, I, when I figured out what that was, I was like, oh yeah, duh. This is why I need this because it's literally the opposite. It's the mm -hmm. other piece of the puzzle for what I normally do. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really yoga does add, it adds something to your life that you didn't know that you needed. It's really beautiful. And and yeah, she said that she she's like actually coming out of my class. She wants to take mm. another yoga class. Like not only is she like, oh, yoga is really great or, you know, I have a different opinion or, you know, whatever. She's like, no, I actually want to yes. seek out more yoga. So I was just like, yes. Success. Awesome. Terrific. Success. Success. <laughs> and, a, and a fortuitous group cheer from somewhere outside. Yay. Perfect. <laughs> they agree. <clears throat> It's because we're being in the flow state in the in the in the podcast. Ah, just wanted to see if that would fit. <laughs> oh man! Terrific. So, um, Elizabeth, if people want to get in touch with you, which I hope they will, um, how can they find you? Emails, contacts, websites, whatever you think would work best for you. Yeah. So my Instagram is Els Cunningham. E L Z Cunningham. And I have a business page on Facebook. It's Elizabeth Cunningham. I have a website, elizabethannecunningham.com. And I have a podcast. And my podcast is not about yoga. But if you're interested, the other thing that I do with my life is I talk with people about sexuality, relationships, uh, gender, that whole, the, that whole world. And so my podcast is called Love Dripping from the Walls. And I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, Radio Public, and Breaker. Terrific, Elizabeth. It was a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I, it was awesome talking to you. This was great. You're very welcome. This was one of 23 interviews from the 2019 North American Art of Retreat. To hear the rest, check out Art of Retreat on castbox.fm. You can find out more about the Art of Retreat at artofretreat.com. Thank you for listening.